Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Hiring people who are out of your comfort zone and taking a chance. Today's topic, it's all too common to look for a person who brings the skills you deem necessary for your role, but the person who brings all the skills may not be the best person. There are a lot of people that are adjacent industries or sitting on the sidelines who are open to an opportunity like yours. So what does it take to find great people? Looking past the skills for the evidence of success that will be transferable to your company As we all know, past performance is a key indicator of future performance. Today's quote, take a chance. All life is a chance. The man who goes farthest is generally the one who is willing to do and dare. Our friend Dale Carnegie. I'm Rick Gerard and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to help entrepreneurs and hiring managers avoid costly hiring mistakes by identifying a specific problem and providing proven solutions to help you win the right hire. We share insights from top-performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today, Mr. Aaron Elder. He is the co-founder and CEO of Crelate. Aaron is a serial entrepreneur with four successful products, three companies, and two exits under his belt. He is a designer turned coder, turned CTO, turned CEO, who's passionate about creating products people love and make the world a better place. Today, Aaron is the co-founder of Create. Create exists to help businesses continuously align people with opportunities. Aaron has a passion for taking a chance on people who are changing careers and giving people a shot, which makes Aaron the perfect expert today's topic. Aaron, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Uh, Thanks. Great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to have you. So today we're going to discuss kind of a cool topic because this is something that you are a huge proponent of and you do really well, which is hiring outside of your comfort zone or hiring, you know, giving people a chance, doing something a little bit different. It's a good way to combat the talent shortage as well. We're going to provide you a recipe for how to successfully hire. Let's talk a little bit about your solution to the talent shortage, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. I think as we discussed you know, pre-show, I actually experienced this firsthand with my last company where we set out to go create a consultancy around a, a brand new product. It was Microsoft Dynamics CRM. And there was a talent shortage of people who knew Microsoft CRM because it was a brand new product. And so my co-founders and I made a very conscious decision to go build our own workforce of CRM experts. And to do that, we had to take people from a variety of backgrounds and a variety of experience levels and ancillary skills and ancillary industries, develop our own training program, invest in them, and then that eventually bared fruit. We became, you know, became the largest Microsoft CRM consultancy, fastest growing, et cetera, and ultimately sold ourselves. It's an approach that, that I know works for me, and I'm, you know, I think it worked for others. So what were the biggest challenges with that? Well, the biggest challenges, well, <laughs> there's a lot of challenges in that. Sure. You know, you, 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 know, you got to break some eggs to, to make an omelet. I, I think the level of investment required to make it successful is probably something more than we maybe realized going into it. And this is, this is you know, training and time and, 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 and honestly creating a culture of nurturing. So, so that was a big challenge. I think the other challenge was... Just even finding the right people and sort of figuring out what a so what someone's background that made them predisposed to be successful in this new world looked like. The 
and it took some 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 back and forth to get there. Okay, so let's talk about the finding people piece because that's that's kind of that's the biggest challenge today, right? How are you how are you actively identifying people that could potentially work for you? Well, and, and let me sort of zoom out from the from the past and, and fast forward to the future. Sure. Uh, you know, back then we, we were looking for CRM consultants, and we were, you know, there was a, there was a natural analog. You know, oh, let's find the, let's find X SAP consultants or X you know pivotal consultants and and train them up. In today's world, you know, with my current company, you know, we're we're looking for people who know how to build product and scale a business, and you know, the talent shortage is you know, applies there too, right? I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're a startup. We're, we're, we're looking to be agile and grow and, and find people that, that, that fit our culture and fit our price point. And so I think to answer your question, we've basically taken on, we've reinvested in the same approach. We're like, hey, we're, we're going to be open to people with different backgrounds than, than maybe we would, would have previously thought. And because of that, we are able to access more talent than, than you know, others might just pass over. Got it. So, okay. So, and you currently practice this in your in your current company, correct? Absolutely. I, it was funny. I was actually pulling the team just to sort of give you an idea of the kind of backgrounds we have on a team. So, on my dev team, we have someone who was originally going to be a pharmacist. We have someone who was already was previously in a career as a sound engineer. We had someone who was had a career in heavy industrial. Someone who had a career in nursing, someone who had a career in accounting. I myself have a background in, in consulting. I mean, our entire company is built up from people who who switch careers. Completely uh, switch careers. So your dev team, yeah. so that your engineers are probably have come from everywhere but engineering. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would say yes and no. Well, I okay. No. So, I mean, my, my my core team of engineers came with me from my previous consulting background. Got it. And I, I personally think that's an awesome strength because consulting devs have a unique skill that that pure product devs may you may not have. But one of my dev team members used to be a recruiter, and and so that's a, a, an incredibly useful tool. In fact, actually, one of the product managers we just hired used to be the, the head of operations for for a staffing company, and she's pivoting over into product management. So yeah, I mean, our our entire company is is based on this sort of idea of of embracing people that can pivot careers and continue to grow. All right, like one or two key things that you look for when when you talk to people that they give you the insight as to whether or not that person is going to be able to to work out. What would that be? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's funny. This is one of those things. One of my old co-founders used to call it the spark. You, you know, that's 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 kind of hard to to replicate or scale. <laughs> what we've done is we've written down some, some entrepreneurial leadership principles that that we think are indicative of people that can do this. You know, it's it's this terms you're hearing. You know, out there. You know, growth mindset. You know, entrepreneurialness, flexible. You know, we, we've got a range of, of leadership principles that we look for. I, okay. I, I think to, I mean, I think to answer your question, when you, when you look at someone's resume, you're looking for someone who is upwardly mobile, who has shown a tenacity and grit to grow, especially in the, in the face of, of challenges or adversity. Because, because if they're able to do that in the past, they, they can go do it again in the future, you know, just in a, in a different uh, discipline. I totally agree with you. But here's the thing, looking at a resume, a lot of times you can't tell. So you really need to get on the phone and have conversations with people. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean, you're, you're, you're spot on. So you need to have conversations with people, but that, you know, then you get that pushback from a lot of people. Well, I don't have time to call people, right? If I don't see something on the resume, but you need to invest that time, right? Well, that's what recruiters are for. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> no. Unless they go into project management. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> well, the, 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 the interesting thing is, is I think you know everyone's got a story to tell, 
Sure. And, uh, you know, I mean, not, not everyone's story is necessarily worth telling or not relevant to your company. But, you know, I, I think I think the recruiter's job is to listen to those stories and see if there's a fit between there. It, and, and it's hard. I mean, I mean, it's really hard. I mean, I mean, let's, let's just you know, pick on dev for a second. You know, there's a lot of people who, you know, there's a ton of dev boot camps out there. Right. Yeah. And, you know, companies like, you know, Facebook and, and, and Microsoft may not be sort of keen to hire someone, right, pivoting careers and, and, and you know, went through a, a boot camp, right? But when you go to these boot camps, you know, and sorry, I'll, I'll get personal for a second here. I mean, I mean, why do I actually, you know, appreciate this? I mean, for myself, I, I'm a self-taught coder, right? And, and I went on to, you know, architect Microsoft CRM, you know, the, the web application. Uh, I'm a self-taught coder. You know, people can learn new things, right? Absolutely. And people go to these, when people go to these boot camps, you know, there are some, well, first off, it takes an incredible amount of grit just to decide that you want to go do that. You're like, holy cow. You know, I went to college. This is not what I thought it was going to be. I, I, I got a friggin' pivot here. That's scary. Go invest in a boot camp. That's friggin' scary. It's coding. That's hard. And, and some people, you know, I mean, so, so you have to respect all that to begin with. And then the ones who then take it that next level, right? They got awesome portfolios and, and they, they, they've just really run with it and, and pair that with a successful previous career. Like, oh yeah, they had career advancement. They were doing great things and they realized it wasn't for them. And they're taking that energy and they're applying to something new. Wow, how lucky are we to get this person on the ground floor of their next career? So you're looking for propensity for growth. You're looking for, I mean, really transferable skills in some perspective. And probably that it factor, which would be the desire in which somebody will really yeah. take on a role and, and, and thrive in it. Well, I, I'd say, trans, uh, let's say, let's just call it transferable velocity. Transferable right. I mean, velocity. It, it, I like it. Yeah. I mean, if someone's got momentum, you know, you, you, I, I want to have that momentum, you know, here. Yeah. You're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm Rick Gerard. For our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Find out how healing a person's pain points attracts amazing people to your company. Check out our passive talent webinar at stridesearch.com. We're talking to Aaron Elder right now. He's the co-founder and CEO of Correlate. And we're talking about hiring out of your comfort zone. We just kind of talked a little bit about you know some of your methodology. And you know, really this stems from you, right? It stems from kind of who you are as a person. You've been able to pivot and change careers. And and so you're really providing that opportunity for others, correct? Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, originally, I wanted to do one of a few things. I wanted to either be in the theater, right? Do lights and sound and set design. Okay. Um, or I wanted to do 3, 3D graphics. You know, actually, that's what I went to school for. But it turned out this thing called the web and coding was very lucrative. And so I <laughs> pivoted, pivoted to that pretty early. So you, you moved into technology. All right. So let, let's lay out a blueprint for our audience. Most of our, entre- our audience are entrepreneurs like yourself. How does one really start thinking, okay, look at, I need to, to look outside the box because again, everybody's having problems, especially with hiring people who have the skills they want. A lot of them are changing jobs primarily for transactional reasons for more money, but there's always somebody else who comes around who's got more money, a bigger checkbook, right? How do you do it? Yeah, well, I mean, as a, as a startup, I mean, you know, I'm in Seattle and I hear stories of, you know, people jumping back and forth between Microsoft, Amazon and Facebook for, for massive salary bumps. Totally. Um, you know, that's, that's a whole 
game that as a startup, you know, I can't play. Um, and I'm sure actually most companies can't play. I mean, all those companies are incredibly well capitalized and, and they're looking for the absolute top tier of, well, well I, I don't say, I, I don't say top tier talent because, because that, cause that, you know, assumes that, that the people are only looking for that. That lifestyle isn't for everybody. There's talent all over the place. Yeah. And top tier talent is, is like yeah. the, the top 10% of people within your price range. Right. Right. There you go. That's well said. Yeah, and 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 so to, to to compete with that, you know, we're looking to offer you know what what we can offer in our area. Solving your talent problem at your company requires a lot of different ideas, right? You know, there's there's different sourcing ideas. There's there's you know you can use specialized agencies and and all kinds of wonderful stuff. This is one of the things you can do. This happens to be one that that has worked for me, but but I understand it's a pretty big. It's not it's not a band aid. It's not something you can just go quick fix. Oh yeah, we're we're going to hire you know. Well, sorry, I've I've seen people do this. They're like, hey, we'll just hire every graduate from this boot camp and and we'll run them through our boot camp and the ones that work out, work out, the ones that don't, don't, right? I mean, that that is certainly a bandit approach. I I prefer more. That's costly too, right? It's costly and and, and that might work well in, you know, maybe a sort of a sort of high volume industry. But, But in our world, I'm looking to make the investment in people and, and, and really plan for the long term. So it's like, hey, I'm going to take a chance on you. We're going to invest the, you know, the, the time and the energy and all that. In exchange for that, you're going to be flexible in terms of your expectation and you're going to be driven in, in terms of, of, of growing at the, at the rate that everyone expects. And as long as the company keeps growing and you keep growing, that ends up being a mutual benefit for everybody. Got it. But the answer to the question, it's... It's a big investment. I mean, it's an investment across systems, across processes. Well, you have to take a different view of it too, right? You have to view it like how view your company two years out rather than today. Totally, 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 totally. And and that can be really hard to do when you're when you're running a company. Right? Yeah, especially because you need to get work done. So that yeah. downtime, though. So how is the transition for somebody who really has a bit of a learning curve that you've hired? What what is the real transition or, or the downtime in which that person needs to come up to speed? Is it what everybody might think it might be? I think it well. I mean, honestly, it depends on the on the discipline, right? You know, a, a dev might have a different level of downtime than a tester than a than a salesperson. You know, for example, I, I think that downtime is something that you can look to shorten, and you and the only way you're going to do that is to know your business really well and to know how these switchers, for lack of a better term, you know, fit in in prior businesses. You know, we went from downtime of, I mean, probably measured in months to measured in weeks, right? You know, you, you talk four to six months down to eight weeks to maybe a little bit less. And, and it got less and less the better we got about developing training. And then we invested super heavily in training. We, we had this whole boot camp. It was a multi-day thing with, I mean, we, we, we were, I'll give you an example. This was, this was creating CRM consultants. And our goal was to go from, job switcher in the door to being billable, right? As quickly as possible. Cause it's because, you know, it was, it was a consulting business and you can't really maintain a big bench. Sure. So it was a rigorous, but you know, it was a rigorous boot camp. It had a fake project with actual, like the teams breaking out and actually developing something. And with a presentation at the end, I mean, it took a heavy investment and then it took a lot of investment of time from senior leadership to actually give the training and, and, and be there for the person. And then it took investment in terms of continuous and ongoing training and self-help and career ladders with reinforcement all the way through. My point is, is that with, with the right investment and the right attitude, you can shorten that time to value. You know, it, it's possible. And when you invest in training in your people, people stay longer. And then, you know, when you hire people, they don't want to do bad. They want to do well for you. 
I think we set them up for failure by just saying, okay, well, here's your desk, go. Totally. I think loyalty needs to be earned. You know, I, I, I think you can band-aid loyalty with sort of sort of some faux culture stuff, you know, you know, the stuff you see on the, the movie, the, the TV show Silicon Valley, you know, <laughs> you know free lunches sure. and free massages and free everything. I mean, that's, that's cool, but... I, but I, it's I think, so uh, common today, too. Yeah. Well, and, and, it's, and it's hard to compete with that, too, right? And... and 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 honestly, if, if if you're if you're if you're coming to my company because you want free massages, I, I don't know if that's the kind of person I want here, right? I, I want people who want to build great products and and, and help each other. Um, I'm pretty sure those are called so. freeloaders, right? If people are coming to your company because you have a foosball table, free lunch, and 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 free massages, right? That's a freeloader. Do you really want to hire that person? Exactly. That's a perk. I totally agree. That's a perk. It's that's not a, perk. a benefit. But you know, so many companies I I find will use that in their marketing pretty heavily. Like that's like that's kind of their big thing. Huh. Well, if you read our job descriptions, we use the fact that we invest in people and give people chances as our big thing. So I guess everyone's different. <laughs> Which is probably why you're finding better people. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to think so. Well, take a, take a cue from that, guys. All right. So you have the education and training. You know, what about benefits? Is there something that kind of that you kind of plug in? I mean, is, is, is it really important, do you find? Uh, being able to offer benefits? I mean, absolutely. Yeah, you have to offer uh, benefits, of course. But is it really what, you know, people who are selling benefits, is it really a retention tool? I don't know if I have the data on that, to be honest. Yeah. I think I, I think the retention tool is is really back to the sort of earned loyalty, right? It's 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 a culture. It's and, and I think maybe if I sort of pivot this question a little bit, you know, I think flexibility in and of itself is a benefit. That's kind of maybe an unwritten benefit, right? Um, or at least a harder to quantify benefit. Sure. And and I think that sort of transitions into this this idea that you can maybe broaden your funnel of people that you hire by being more flexible. Before we were talking about how like we were talking about this with this word overqualified, right? Yep. And and you know, hiring managers might be like, uh, you know, this this person's not gonna be a fit, they're they're overqualified, et cetera. The the reality though is that you don't really know that person's story. I mean Yeah, they give really the, the, the Yeah. I give a lot of the hey, this person's probably gonna be too expensive. And you know, right. they've done too much and they're not they might get bored here. There's a lot of assumptions that are made, especially based on the resume. Of, which is why I hate resumes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, tons of assumptions. And, and, and for all, I mean, the, the, the workforce is getting more flexible, right? And so you need to, too. And so unless you talk to that person and understand their story, I mean, I mean I'll give you an example, right? You know, yes, someone's got a lot of experience, but, but they're also, their, their house is paid off. Their, their kids have moved out. They're looking to have to really throw themselves into something new. They want to create something. And, and they're willing to maybe sacrifice on salary for that flexibility or for, you know, a different commute. Or there, there's so many different things beyond just straight salary and, and perks that, that people are looking for today. And, and that you cannot find by looking at keywords. That you can well, only yeah, find by not. having conversations with people and digging into their background and, and really like what they want to do, what they desire out of their career. Super important. Totally. <laughs> so true. So true. All right. So let's see. I think we're running pretty close on time here. What would be two or three key takeaways that you could leave the audience with that would help them to effectively look outside their comfort zone and be able to hire great people that they normally would pass on? 
Well, I, I'll go with a, a three-part thing and then follow it up. So one, I mean, I think consider whether or not your company can be a candidate for this non-band-aid approach, right? You know, can you create a culture and a place that, that can nurture, you know, job switchers, boomers coming back, you know, what have you? Because if you can, I think that can, that, that can open up a huge new funnel of talent for you. Um, it, it's you know, huge. Yeah, it's just massive. You just would never know. And and honestly, that, that that pool of talent is only going to get bigger as, you know, AI, you know, and, and all these things, you know, shift the, the, the economy and, and, and the labor force in different directions. So, so number one, just identify if you're even eligible for this. And if you are, that's step one. Open your eyes to this. Be open to it. Open the funnel. Open, the, you know, and, and, and let more people through the funnel. Have more conversations to find out and, and hear more stories. I think, two, great. You say you decide you're going to do this. Well, then you got to freaking back it up. So, so plan on investing it. You know, I was actually doing a little bit of research before the show about you know the modern take on corporate training, right, and, and the rise of corporate universities. The last number I saw was it went from 400 corporate universities in '93 to 2000, 2001, with no data after. I, I, I think this is kind of falling off the radar. I, I, oh yeah, companies don't train that much anymore. They don't train that much anymore. No. You get a lot more transactional job switches. Yep. And so th- th- this is that could be the key. Uh, yeah, exactly. This is this has ebbed and flowed over the decades, and I think we're at a, at a high tide right now. Yeah. And so uh, the companies that are going to get back on the investment bandwagon of training are going to do it. So that's point number two. And what's the third one? Open your eyes, and then finally, you have to invest in tools and processes to actually make it work. You know, case in point, you know, if if you're like, oh yeah, we're going to be flexible and we're going to support this stuff. Welcome to our forty-five step workflow of rigor and compliance and processes that are designed to weed this stuff out and we're only going to scan on keywords and we're only going to interview this and we're going to require this and no you, you need to change your tools change your processes to, to enable points one and two absolutely um, well shoot with that we're just about out of time for today's show aaron thanks so much for your time investment today and i want to welcome you to the higher power radio community now what would be the best way for members of our community to reach you and find out more about Crelate? Well, Correlate is an applicant tracking and recruiting CRM. We focus on high-volume, high-touch recruiting uh, solutions, and they can visit us at Correlate.com. Spell that out. R-E, yeah, C-R-E-L-A-T-E.com. Excellent. There you go. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts, our producers, Andrew Ballin, Shanti Ryle, and Eola Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We are listening, and we welcome your feedback after other shows for you. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, that's H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com. Or you can drop me an email at rickandstridesearch.com. Tune in next week. We're going to have a special episode. I'm not going to announce who the guest is. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio.